0: Yes, folks, we are high-tech. I literally have my phone up to the microphone playing this wonderful audio. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everybody. Uh, Howie Marlin here from the Sober Network podcast, and it's uh, Friday, November 12th, and I'm here with uh, Dreamscape Marketing, a gentleman named?
1: Dan Gemp.
0: Dan Gemp. Well, good morning, sir. So, Thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. Um, Everybody, I just want you to know that um, this fellow's been hard at work creating a rather um, capable organization that helps market institutions. One of them that he specializes in is in the healthcare field with reference to treatment centers. Dan, why are we talking?
1: Sure. Um, so there's a, a whole lot going on uh, in the treatment center, C- call it an industry, right? Um, it
0: is, it is.
1: A lot of private equity folks coming into the space, a lot of new models that have launched during COVID. Um, and so I'm kind of making my rounds, going on tour, letting folks know how to um, best reach their, their clients, best reach out to their patients in this kind of post-COVID world and, and where to go digital first in your marketing um, there is a, a business side to this space, and people do turn to Google to find their treatment options. Um, and so I'm doing what I can to educate and, and put the word out on, on connecting with the right patients at the right time on on the internet.
0: Well, I'm truly grateful for that. And I want to tell you, if those of you that are watching this on video, <clears throat> Dan certainly has a little bit of a... He's, he's been taking care of a, his consulting, his shirt and jacket. You know, he, he's looking the part, everybody. He's got a nice sport coat and nice button down and he's looking good. And I got myself my little vineyard vines pullover and my uh you know, plaid shirt. It's 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 kind of sucky winter up here in New Englandish kind of bibble crap. It's raining buckets up here. How you doing down there in the uh, blue crab region of
1: Maryland? It is uh nice and temperate. Starting to get cold. We're seeing some, some leaf colors change in the trees and uh you know you good suit wearing weather.
0: Well, I'm just holding you to this. Just because we're doing this podcast means I'm coming down and you're taking me to your favorite crab shack. All right, let's move past that. Let's move past that. Now, you did say that you have recognized the uh, necessity to uh, market these types of industries in a in a different way. I'm just going to share with you that I'm, I'm almost 70. I'm 67. I'm an old fart from the 60s. I have a hard time downloading apps and whatever my, you know, I, I can't even figure out how to turn on my iPhone for crying out loud. <laughs> so technology is changing so quickly, and the capabilities of the web are changing so quickly. Tell me, you know, what makes you a, are you a front runner? Or are you a, a technology innovator? What's your gig? Brother?
1: Um, I believe we are. Yes. And we're, we're a content publisher and a digital first marketing agency. Um, we we've been around for 16 years. We, uh, we celebrated mid-year. We got our 150,000th person into addiction treatment. Um, and that what? was, yeah, that's pretty exciting. How do exciting. you count that? So it's interesting. And just just like you or I, right, no yeah. matter what decade you're born in or what iPhone you've got, um, we all turn to Google for medical advice. And it's that's a cool. weird, it's a weird trust thing, right? We actually trust that we're going to get neutral answers and that we're doing our own research on the internet. Um but a lot of paid advertisers can just spend gobs of money and try to capture that, that search volume. Right. And what's been kind of cool during COVID is everyone has been so digital and been watching so much Netflix and tiger King and whatever that may be. Um, They've gotten to be pretty savvy, right? So you're making jokes about how you're not iPhone savvy. I bet you've checked your bank account on your phone in the last week or two. Um, So there's, there are some new trends coming out of, out of this societal shutdown, right? As we kind of reemerge and everyone's savvy enough to use them now. So we're seeing uh, telehealth explode. We're seeing uh, desktop computers are back in the game. People are actually working from home on a full size screen. And so where traffic had shifted almost exclusively towards mobile devices, we're seeing a lot of people doing research for treatment and and trying to find a treatment center geographically closer to them uh, than ever before. And they're on a full-size computer when they're doing that research. So it's it's gotten kind of cool to see where the trends are going. There are some things that are balancing back out um, into a format that's friendlier to uh, content marketing and you know being an informative hub about addiction treatment to people that are looking for that kind of help.
0: Well, it seems to me we're at a confluence of opportunity. We have um, <laughs> we, we have technology which has gotten to the point where it's commonplace. Uh, access to, uh, you know, everybody's got an iPhone. I think uh, the the airlines did um, a report on the added weight, the added expense that cell phones have had on the industry.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: pre and, and post cell phones, that's, you know, that's tons and tons of weight, which they no. had to. It's interesting. That's just one piece of it. But the other piece is um, drug use and drug treatment from the uh, 60s on, has morphed uh, every uh, 10 years or so to a more and more widely understood, uh, acceptable platform. Um, You now see commercials for treatment centers on TV. You see these, you know, you get these push ads through the new media. And what's happened to you in with your background, and in general marketing, as I, I don't know you folks, I never met this man before in my life. <laughs> I would imagine that what you've done is you got that 10,000 foot view, and you saw, I've got these capabilities. I understand technology. I'm kind of surfing the edge of the technology here. And here are industries who traditionally kind of lag a little bit. You know, they don't have, a, you know, how do you fix, how do you fix a computer? You ask a ten-year-old.
1: <laughs> it it is kind of like that, right? And it's, uh, you know, the data we've gotten over the years has been very interesting, right? So the the people doing research, it's it's almost always a female head of household, right? So even if you're if you're me, if you're a thirty-seven-year-old uh, self-declared executive, right, it would still potentially be my mom, right? Not even my wife; it would potentially be my mom doing this research to get her dumb son into treatment. Oh, right? so you've been in therapy. Yes. Now. Well, I mean, you know, I've got a mom. <laughs> uh, but it's that concept of like, you, you've got to put the information out there where whomever it is doing the research is going to find it, right? And it oftentimes is not the patient themselves. There's a process uh, to to uh, get yourself a willing participant. And Howie, I'm sure you wouldn't know anything about intervening on those that need a little bit more uh, clinical input to get into treatment. Um,
0: He's but joking not- because I also do interventions besides being a licensed therapist. Yeah, go ahead. Of
1: course, of course. And it's the therapy required to get an understanding that treatment is a therapeutic alliance, right? That it's a help me help you kind of a situation. Um, and so we see this female head of household doing these Google searches and trying to find the right answer, the right information. And there's a an ability to pay that's involved and there's insurance involved and there's location, right? During COVID, you couldn't just hop on an airplane and fly to some sunny destination. Uh, You had to find the best possible closest treatment center that accepts your insurance, right?
0: Well, you can go anywhere you want, but then they put you in a travel trailer for two weeks.
1: Right, right. And so there's a, a shift towards new types of treatment. And this is what we're seeing on Google. We can track the keywords that are being searched and we can track the trends and we're seeing huge amounts of telehealth. A new adoption of medication-assisted treatment at outpatient centers that are local, um, and people can keep working; they don't have to go away to uh, an abstinence-based program for 30 days, and they view that as a plus, right? It's the the okay. nicotine patch of opiates, um, and then what we've seen is some trends that you're going to 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 predict the future to everyone listening. You're going to see thousands of psychedelic clinics opening over the next few years, right, oh,
0: brother. I, I went to school in Colorado. I've got friends out there. Mushrooms are
1: legal. Yep. Well, and apparently the cure, right? So, how do you treat heroin addiction? Shrooms. Well, um, but you're going to see you're going to see it happening. You're you're seeing huge traffic on the internet already.
0: You already gave me goosebumps. I'm going to tell you straight away. And for those of you that don't know me, I'm not normal. I. <laughs> When the people say, Jesus Christ, you think out of the box, I go, what fucking box? I got no box. <laughs> I, I, I understand the scope. Now you have to understand, I come from the 60s, and one of the reasons why I got so fucked up for so long is that I did so many drugs, so, and I got so out of control. But I gained control. I got my life back together. I pulled it all together. But I remember that. Also, I respect the people that were doing the research. My father was a clinical psychologist and did a lot of study with LSD. Be a good, bad, or indifferent, don't judge. But I'm going to tell you at the end result, I'm here to tell you, keep talking. Plus, we have a diverse stratus of those in need of help. And let's get to the point here. If you've got tons of money and you can't, you know, you got no problem self pay, call me by all means. I'll charge (laughs) you up the wazoo. I get that. But if you're not, traditionally, if you're stuck doing drugs and you fucked up your life, you're going to be messed up financially. And you're not going to have the wherewithal to be able to go see whoever you want. That's why Dr. Jonas, Harold Jonas from the Sober Network, has developed a program where you'll be able to use an app on your phone and you'll be able to get therapy, get assistance, earn credit, earn a, a, a Bitcoin-type currency. Now now you're talking about technology and a, and a financial psychic state which most people over 20 just don't get.
1: Yep. But and it's, it's, it's interesting. It's Go ahead. You look like you're 12. Go ahead. Technology with the psychology built in, right? So why, why would I use that technology? I've already got enough apps on my phone. Why would I engage you instead of uh, a mainstream publicly traded telehealth platform? Uh, and I think that people have to realize there are a lot of options. I mean, we're seeing mainstream retail Company CVS and Walmart opening psychiatric treatment on location. Um, so like that, I mean, that's who you're up against now, right? That, that uh, abstinence based long term treatment centers are up against Walmart. Uh, God
0: bless you for the phrase, but it's not up against as far as I'm concerned. If there was a damn treatment center in every goddamn town, I'd be wicked happy.
1: There you go. There Holy you
0: go. Holy shitballs. Yeah. We need Walmart treatment for those <laughs> who can use walmart treatment we need other types of treatment listen i just placed a corporate executive the other day and i flew him down to a place did my own you know my own sober transport and that was smooth and easy and he went to a real posh place well guess what on wednesday night i took someone else somewhere that was in connecticut and that wasn't so easy so you know one person really what didn't have the money the wherewithal and the funds and the other person certainly did, and the treatment places they went to—I picked the best that they could muster. And, and I'm also, sure there was, the sure there was some
1: about, googling. I'm sure there was some googling involved along the way when you said, "Hey, let's go check this place out, right?"
0: Dude, I'm telling you right now, I must have twenty windows open. Yep. That I have my favorite treatment centers and my favorite things that I need to refresh when I'm talking to people. So instead of searching, I just click on it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that's why I bought this Mac, so I could have 50 goddamn windows open. <laughs> don't, don't judge. You do it's it an your investment.
1: way. It's an investment in all the windows you could ever have.
0: Well, you, Hey, <laughs> and up until a few weeks ago, I had a couple other monitors up here, and I'm going back to it. So don't judge me. Okay, here's the deal. Um, You got me at hello because I've got kids in their 30s, and mm-hmm. they're very tech savvy. Uh, one's a computer genius, and the other one's a creative genius, and... Genius, genius, genius. Of course, all our kids are geniuses, right? Of course. Uh, And um, so here's the cool part. I'm really glad that we met because I get the feeling the timing of your capability matching the need in the market is pretty damn good. Um, Listen, dude, I had no idea until this past winter that having a telemedicine certification was a thing. Oh, yeah. I got one. So I because I see the future telemedicine ain't going nowhere. This is where it's going to be and they're going to be getting better. I can't wait till we get smell of vision as soon as, as
1: <laughs> it's coming. That's the real future
0: as soon yeah. as I can smell what yeah. you're like, I can smell yeah breathe on me.
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> we have we had telehealth evolved during all of this, right? So went from about eleven or twelve percent u s. participation in telemedicine to within one year, ninety eight percent of us have had telehealth appointments, and it's gone great. Um, and yeah. this stigma and and the mental health and trauma side of SUD and, and general um, addiction, what we're seeing is it was actually normalized during COVID. People's reactions to a global pandemic were rapid and very polarized. And there were you know politi- political turmoil, social unrest, societal lockdowns, right? Every trigger you could imagine was in place. And so mental health issues were all, you know, escalated. And so we're seeing insurance companies react and put together uh, specialty products. Uh, I was just reading an article about Anthem putting together a behavioral health specific program um, that's long overdue. And so I think you're going to see that this concept of, of mental health and general wellness evolving and we're seeing massive volumes of research online for self-diagnosis of depression and anxiety and and other co-occurring disorders, um, with substance use disorder. And we're still seeing research for addiction treatment center at an all-time high. Um, and so people are there, they're looking for help and they are, they are turning to Google. And if you're, if you're publishing that information, if you are the, you know, uh, net positive publisher of all information and in addiction treatment, you will rank higher on Google and that will make your phone ring more uh, for whatever service it is that you provide to those patients.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that and very much by mistake, I did all that and <laughs> I got to the point where my phone doesn't stop ringing and it's a mixed blessing. It's a very mixed blessing. But I found one of the values of what I've been able to do has been to be able to refer out. So people will call me and I've got my, Cash of co-workers, my interventionists, my therapists, my EMDR people, you know, specializing yep. in trauma and women's issues and alike. And so that's been really kind of interesting to me. Um, I will tell you the only reason why I decided to do this podcast is I want to shake out the industry. I want to oh, get yeah. rid of the organizations which are sucking money and spitting addicts back into the community, broke and broken hearted. Yep. And I, I will not tolerate that anymore. I'm not a legal person. I'm not law enforcement. I And who am I? I'm nobody. I'm one guy who's trying to help people. But I'm going to tell you, if we don't speak up, if we don't take action, if you stand on the outside and throw rocks, shame on you. You yep. need to get in the system and take action. By the way, am I talking politics? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I am for everything in your life with your wife with your kids, speak up, be honest, lay your cards on the table, nothing to hide. And so moving forward with somebody like you to help us be able to get our word out, get our message clear. And yeah, you and I will probably be talking because I developed my own website. I'm fine with it. You know, people don't complain about it, but I don't know if it's been helping or hurting me.
1: I think a lot lot of people are in that situation. A lot of the private practices we work with uh, you know, it's it's always someone's niece or nephew that built their website, or it was you know made by them. And there's a lot, you know, you really need to build your website for Google these days, right? You need to please the Google gods to get that ranking. And and essentially, you don't have to outrank everybody, but you do need to outrank regional competitors and and alternatives, um, especially if if you're providing a better level of care. Um, don't don't let someone just outspend you. And like you said. Throw someone back out in the community to to churn and burn their way through the, the business side of addiction treatment. Um, I I thought we were going to see the one change that I thought technology would bring this year that I did not see was marketing outcomes. Right, there is a lot of outcomes Ooh. data tracking. Right, and I would love it if our clients would say, hey, we have a um, you know e- even levels of employment. Right, one year after treatment, eighty eight percent of our alumni are actively employed. Right, and Hey 71 uh, percent said they're happier than they were a year ago. so some of it could be very surface level data, but no one's running with that and they're all afraid of it. and I do think the industry can grow into it.
0: Well, son, I'm going to tell you the reason <laughs> why they're afraid is, have you ever worked with addicts? The odds them. of them, the, them. <laughs> the odds of them maintaining their sobriety is ridiculously low. And then you got your one year and three year and five year and ten year. And the farther out you go, the worse the outcomes are. And the problem is, is the population in general will judge you by that, yeah. which has nothing to do with what you were able to yep. do or not do. Yep. The individual. Now here's the here's why I take a piece of that back. The individual's heart has to open. They need to internalize the necessity to change and they have to turn their vision of substances from that which they got pleasure and got high to that which is a bottle of Drano.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's tough. You're right. And, and imagine selling that, right? You're selling a therapeutic alliance, but the deliverable is a moderate increase in the probability of hope. Um, Dude.
0: We interventionist, well, me as an yeah. interventionist, you hire me and I charge you a lot of money. You get a whole week of my time. You get yeah. all this. I get paid in advance. Yeah. Before I even meet any of you. Because there will be somebody to upset the apple cart. There will be a spy. There will be uh, a, a saboteur. There will be junior who decides to bolt right out of the airport. Yep. Right out of the airport, running like a lizard. Unbelievable. After everybody seen, spent all their money and done all their good hard work. So let me ask you all. this. Let me ask you this. Are you marketing yourself to individual practitioners such as moi?
1: um Yes. We, we actually run the full gamut. We've built over 1,000 uh, behavioral healthcare websites, um, and that is. Uh, from ancillary services, primarily uh, addiction treatment centers, both inpatient and outpatient. Okay. Uh, And that evolved into a wide variety of business models. Um, And down the road, I would even anticipate psychedelics. So, yeah, we're working with a lot of private care providers, um, interventionists, as well as private practices.
0: Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm such an idiot. Uh, The name of your company again?
1: Dreamscape Marketing.
0: And how can we find you on the Google
1: uh, if you Google addiction treatment SEO, you'll find us, of course, um, or go to dreamscapemarketing.com. Uh, and you'll see a lot of options uh, for web development, search engine optimization, paid advertising management. And that if I look you. you up on DuckDuckGo, you'll find us on DuckDuckGo. You'll find me on LinkedIn. Just uh, search for Daniel Gemp. And uh, we'd love to chat with anybody. Our, our advice is free, our services are moderately priced.
0: How do you spell your last name, Daniel?
1: Gemp, G E M P, like Forrest Gump with an E.
0: Uh, uh, busy is as busy does, and um, and, and uh, what's your role there? You, you just um, sleep I, up at night, right?
1: Yeah, yeah I, I am the president, so I work, uh, you know, something like twenty four seven or thirty six eight, something like that.
0: I think we should have the a um, Fred Flintstone grand Poobah
1: hat. <laughs> my we're, employees, my employees we're don't want to wear it on podcasts anymore, but it's it's around. <laughs>
0: You know, I'll I'll send you one. Um, It's exciting to talk to you because I think truly you have the ability to help me shake up the market, not the inspiration to uh, disrupt the apple cart, twist of the knife, uh, incite motivation. But on the flip side, once that has happened and someone has made a concerted decision to hire your company... um, you are involved in a whole bunch of industries uh give me an idea of the plethora i used uh, yes i used that sure. word so,
1: yeah, great great use of plethora we got we can use cornucopia with thanksgiving approaching right Thank um you. so we work uh, primarily in behavioral health um but that does translate over into other uh, elective medical fields um so we're working uh specifically with autism centers as well as uh senior care especially in this post-covid environment um, everyone has had to turn to the internet for resources um, with a little bit of a, an added fear factor of going in person to... Are, are you going to have large, community. large letter websites? Uh, yes, actually. So they're, uh, you know, compliance with Americans with Disabilities Act and the multiple sizes of font. That's all, all part of it.
0: If, if for those of you that are uh, on, uh, you know, audio, I, I can't, although I think I just took my glasses off once, normally my glasses go on and off you know, as I'm talking, depending on where I'm looking, um, <laughs> that, that comes with my, my youthful, uh, disposition. I just had my 21st birthday, um, 30 years ago. So, uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm doing fine. Um, well, I truly appreciate, you know, that I, now let me ask you, what's the biggest challenge you have? What's the, what's the thing that wakes you up at night and Daniel, what, who attorney's coming after you? What, what hangman's <laughs> noose is being made for you guys? Sure. Um, what, what bothers me? Sure. I- by the way, sure. I'll tell <laughs>
1: sure. you. <laughs> never, never been on either side of a lawsuit, uh, and we pride ourselves on that. I, I think that um, I've seen a lot of programs bring um, that think that it's the best idea to bring a single marketing person in house, and that somehow that's a stronger decision uh, than using experts at each function. And so, whether it's us or someone else. A graphic designer is not the same as a social media expert who's building alumni communities. Um, And someone that's fantastic at drafting emails and blog articles isn't necessarily a web developer. Um, And so what I would challenge this industry to do is instead of hiring who is available and just labeling them a secret weapon because they're a millennial that understands the internet, uh, hire specialists that have analytical capabilities, that that can do math as as a base initiative. Um, And I think you'll find your your business is booming, and I think you'll find your marketing message more compelling because you're using data to speak to the right audience. Um, And that's where I've seen this industry as as a bit immature.
0: Okay, you hit the nail on the head. Use the phrase the right audience. And what you're talking about is your organization's ability to identify who that is for you, and then because of the team that you've assembled, the folks who work in your organization, you have what is essentially uh, an ER for marketing. You get the right folks to come in, patch up what you got, reinvent. Maybe the metaphor isn't correct at all because you're not Mm -hmm. only a, you know, you don't come in simply to crisis, uh, assess, you know, a critical event as it's evolving, but you now are able to heal.
1: Yeah. A lot of our partners use us to stay proactive, right? Um, Just as as addiction is a chronic condition, our our clients have changing needs and Google is constantly changing, right? So to stay ahead of the curve, we we have a bit of an added liability by being so invested in one industry like this. We have to stay ahead of the curve or it doesn't just put one of our clients at risk, it would be everyone we work with. Um, So there's some built-in innovation and liability where um, you can future-proof yourself pretty well on the internet, and you can use tools, right? Sober Network among them. Uh, if they're launching innovation, if they're delivering something that you can use for your patient base, even the, the way we use it, um, there's value in having some of these listings with a link back to your website. And the more you collect over time, the more valuable it gets. Um, so I think that that concept of having a goal and a strategy and a long-term outlook uh, is the best way to address your digital marketing.
0: Well, I can tell you that I am particularly pleased to hear this, to meet you, understanding that your organization is helping Sober Network, and, you know, let's be fair, and, and um, to make things perfectly clear, we will be capitalizing from your skill set. So, for those of you that are watching us, I want you to watch our growth, watch how we change and morph into a more capable organization. Um what would the uh, what would your parting shot be, Dan? What would you like to say which will take people straight from this podcast, if they aren't already, uh, find you on the uh, on the interweb?
1: Sure, I, I would say that they need to realize, regardless of what I say and regardless of what we've discussed today, your patients are turning to not just the internet but to Google, eighty six percent of the time. That's that is where they are and you need to be there to help them. Um, and so I find it yeah, beyond challenging to see that we're at all-time record high levels of Google searches for addiction treatment and mental health, and also at a historical all-time high of, of overdose deaths, right? If you're there, if you're where the patients and their families are looking, you will get them into treatment of whatever model is, is best for them. Um, so please, Focus on digital first, regardless of how you're doing it and who's delivering it.
0: Focus on digital first, regardless of how you're doing it or who's
1: delivering it. It's just that important to be there, to be present on Google specifically, right, because that is where people are looking for help first.
0: Um, Very clear message, very concrete message. I think you... uh Clearly, um, I know you. This is the first podcast you've ever done, and the first interview. And I'm sure that you'll get better in time. <laughs> I'm joking. Appreciate,
1: appreciate the practice, Howie. Yeah, you,
0: you, you wait till you go. To, you guys go to their website, and you, you'll be amazed. I mean, it's it's. I'm going to tell you, this is interesting. I'm on his website, and I'm going through different areas, and things are clicking through easily. And there's all these really things that are catching my attention and it's always animated, and it's moving, and there's some things I'm going, and by the way, when I was doing this, I didn't know what you were, so I'm <laughs> looking at this, and I'm sitting back, and I go, you know, whoever did this shit, I got to get them to help me.
1: I will say there is a lot of uh, free advice and free strategies on our resources page. If you go to dreamscapemarketing.com slash resources, uh, we have white papers Kind of a state of the industry overview document available to everyone. Um, a lot of free downloads. So, and it's wonderful list, that
0: you it. offer that because here what you're doing, and I'm loving this. You're seeding your market for those who will want to turn to you in the future as they start to integrate, start to understand, start to upgrade. You're that's wonderful because right now I see your capabilities as being God damn it, really up there. You are really, you know, this is a you're well run machine folks. You should know before Dan got on, I spoke to two other people who were damn certain to make sure he got on this program. <laughs> so he's got people covering his ass. He's got people smoothing out, plowing the road in advance of him. My Lord, isn't that good?
1: Isn't we we good? take, we take our own medicine and it is not yet uh, psilocybin. Ha
0: <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, well, but, you know, you mentioned it. So let me ask, and we got the time because it's uh I do have uh, about five more minutes.
1: Sure. Why are you telling me
0: that psilocybin is the new uh, treatment product?
1: So I've, I've been uh, predicting the future for a couple of years now, and it was a, a risky move, but we track what is actively being searched, right? So I'm I'm not giving you my two cents. I'm telling you, as a matter of fact, the curiosity and interest, both from a business side and consumer side is skyrocketing for psychedelics. And it's starting with ketamine, um, right, there's limited uh, treatments available that are even legal, Um, but you're seeing publicly traded companies uh, wrapping up second and third uh, round studies, and you're starting to see that data start to come out and it's pretty compelling. So I think you will see uh, adoption because of consumer demand and financial wherewithal. When those two paths cross, you see business models evolve. and I think you're going to see that happen. I think you're going to see clinical treatment in the metaverse, right, as, uh, as that becomes a thing. Um, you're going to see virtual treatment models as, as everyone had to evolve to Zoom meetings to replace in-person AA and NA meetings. I mean, there's, there's a whole evolution of technology coming that this industry um, should be prepared for.
0: And the modern world through science. Yes, you're right, we, we are seeing changes. Ketamine has been used in the ER now for over a decade. That would be special K to you party animals. <laughs> and when delivered, administered uh, clinically with the appropriate dosage um, as a product, which basically makes you trip your ass off um, in bliss um, and ask any kid that's gone to a rave. Uh, kids who traditionally with broken legs would be screaming and impossible to calm down are administered ketamine and they sit there with a smile. And the best part is they have no recollection of the event. So you reduce the trauma of the event and you allow the child to not be traumatized by the experience.
1: And people are gonna search their all of their choices too before they choose a treatment option when they know they need treatment, when someone is committed to that and beginning that process. Mm-hmm. they're going to look at alternatives they're going to google a whole lot of different things mm-hmm. just like any other chronic disease management right diabetes management do i just stop eating sugar do i need insulin do i buy one of those automated pump things uh, th- there are just so many options as technology comes into the marketplace both uh, pharmaceutical and um, just you know tele- telemedicine and, and uh, therapy itself that it's going to be interesting to see where where we're at uh, in the addiction treatment space, even a year from now.
0: Um, It is, and I'm going to be inviting you, Daniel, to come back and talk to me about this specifically. I will tell you there's a reason why I left my craziness behind, and it is almost literally exactly what we're talking about. Yes, we'll talk about that, folks. For those of you who listen to my podcast and know me personally, there, now you know. For those of you that never met me and don't know anything about me, let me just be clear. I don't mind sharing my past. I lived through it and survived it. And the reason why I approached drug addiction in a different way is that I was addicted to a number of things, mostly stupidity. And the bottom line to this is we now are starting to realize that the research that was being done in the 60s has its place in our world. I'm not saying everybody should go grab uh, uh, some orange barrel or purple haze and start tripping your ass off. There's different products and supervised methodology. We're seeing ketamine being used clinically. We know that people are going down for Hiawasa and other products which have had their successes. And I'm going to tell you, we just started to talk about it. Daniel, thank you so much. Truly appreciate that.
1: Um, Thank you for having me, Howie, and thanks to Sober Network for bringing us on.
0: well, you're welcome. One more time, where can people find you on the interweb?
1: At dreamscapemarketing.com.
0: dreamscapemarketing.com. Well, I truly appreciate that, and I have to confess, um, I'm still really not uh, getting the audio up to snuff as far as my production quality is concerned. I ran another podcast and did it a different way back then. But on behalf of the Sober Network... Um, this is Howie Marlin. I wish you well. And uh, for God's sakes, be careful out there.